0: Damn, son, where'd you find this? This is another episode of Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. (laughs) A podcast about damn near any and every topic with no filter and zero regard for the easily offended. Please welcome the man behind the madness. Your host and audio flavor maestro,
1: Marquise Edwards.
0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Flipping Your Ear Podcast. I hope everyone had a good Martin Luther King Day weekend. I hope everyone has a good 2021, despite everything that's going on. Uh, but I won't waste much time today. Um, as, as you all know, we are a show of uh, damn near everything. And we like to talk about so many different topics. And I have a very special guest here today that, by the name of Curly Sue. And she is a vegan uh, chef uh, that also has an award-winning published, she's an award-winning published author, uh, vegan social media influencer, and TV presenter. Curly Sue was named as one of the top 100 in the lift effects Star Wars. She has a total of 38,000 followers across social media. On Amazon Prime, Curly Sue stars in a vegan cooking show entitled Curly Sue's Global Kitchen, currently available in the UK and the USA. The show that is produced by Curly Sue highlights how easy it can be to cook tasty vegan meals using fresh ingredients. The three-part series filmed in the UK and on location in Montego Bay, Jamaica, brings together vegan cooking, travel, and a panel of taste testers for a show that is both informative and entertaining. Curly Sue has a new plant-based cookbook out entitled Cooking with Kids – Tasting, easy-to-follow recipes are all suitable for vegans, vegetarians, flexitarians, and for those meat eaters who would like to try something new. That's pretty awesome. So welcome, Curly, Food, to uh, Play the ear podcast. Hello. <laughs> the reason why she was selected, because um, many of you don't, may know or not know, that I was a previous vegan, and I am just in awe of different Techniques and different ways and different stories you know to motivate others and to inspire others um, about you know, the vegan lifestyle, vegan cooking, because it's not as easy as people think. And this is going to be totally me, a listening session for me. I'm going to be like a little kid just listening and answer, asking her questions. I hope everybody enjoys and gets some information. I'll also support her and follow her uh, as much as you can, um, because like I said, it's an awesome thing in today's society to be able to cook and create new dishes uh, it's not easy at all so Curly Sue how are you doing today first off
1: I'm good thank you very much <laughs> really pleased to be here today
0: thank you very much it's so very hard to find time and with remote and everything like that so I really appreciate you um, sacrificing your time you know to uh, join me here today so thank you for that um a little bit of- oh you're, welcome. <laughs> you're very welcome thank you so can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? How did your journey begin uh, with the whole you know, vegan path or you know, the vegan cooking? Just a little bit about how that how that started with you.
1: So, vegan cooking and me as a vegan is kind of two separate things. So I'll answer them kind of separately. Mm-hmm. So for me as a vegan, I was a vegetarian since the age of eighteen. Mm. So I was familiar with um, vegetarian and vegan food growing up because um, I'm a practicing Christian, Seventh-day Adventist. And a lot of Seventh-day Adventists are vegan and vegetarian. Not all. Some eat meat and fish. Mm -hmm. But it's something that the church, the Seventh-day Adventist church, encourages us to do. It encourages people to have a plant-based diet. So growing up, I always knew about vegan and vegetarianism. So at 18, I became a vegetarian. And then eight years ago, I decided to become a vegan. Now, prior to that, as a child, when I heard about veganism, to be honest, I just thought these are just like really strange people who can't cook, you know, and just don't really know what they're doing. <laughs> or they like to eat things that no one else likes to eat, even though it does look healthy. But I just thought, no, that's too, that's too much. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so as time went on. Um I'm I was a vegetarian for 20 something years and then I started to do some research. Um I watched a film called Forks a, a documentary called Forks Over Knives, then I also watched um another documentary called Vegucated hmm. and also got the truth about milk, and then I read a book called The China Study, and I think the China Study gave me my aha moment when I thought, oh. think I should make the switch to becoming vegan. So that's when I made the change from being a vegetarian to becoming a vegan. It wasn't too drastic a change because as a vegetarian, I was a dairy avoider anyway. Mm -hmm. So I kept dairy to a minimum. So to be honest, making the change, the only challenge wasn't too drastic was eating out was kind of bit of a challenge because there's there's usually more vegetarian options than vegan but now I mean there's no eating out in London at the moment because at the time of recording this we're in lockdown Mm -hmm. so nothing's open apart from essentials but it was kind of getting to kind of understand how to function Mm -hmm. as a vegan because I'm a happy vegan I'm not an angry vegan and I don't like to portray the kind of angry vegan oh there's nothing for me to eat and i think well sometimes you know the place you're going to it's not a vegan restaurant so why is there a surprise (laughs) i just think eat before you go and eat what you can when you get there done
0: (laughs) (laughs) i I understand that one because like before in our groom session i told you that i have some history of being a vegan before i joined the military I'm i'm actually in the united states air force now so that's why i'm here over in italy now um but it was very difficult for me, uh, so I guess I was a little bit of an angry vegan, as you might say, when I first got in because there weren't enough options. But that was about ten something years ago, so things have evolved. My question for you, though, so you said the the final documentary that you watched you said China. What was the what, what was the name of it again?
1: The book I read was called The China Study.
0: Okay, so what did you find out in the China Study where you said, okay, this is it? You know, after all the knowledge you had, you said, okay. I've heard enough. What did you read in the China study that was uh, so know, appalling or that was so eye opening that made you just sell camp okay, cutting ties with uh, vegetarian going straight to vegan?
1: Well, for those who are not familiar with the book, the book is by um, a doctor called T. Colin Gamble. And basically, the China study, the book is about studies that were done on people in China um, by independent doctors. Not all of them knew that each other were doing the same doctor. So they did a 20 year study Mm -hmm. on people in rural parts of China to find out why they had more or less zero diseases that are quite prevalent in Western countries. So the reason they chose rural China is because those certain areas in China, it's the same people group of people who have been living there for hundreds of Mm. years no one's come in or out Mm. so it's kind of like a controlled study so to speak so they basically were studying their eating habits so t colin campbell he grew up on a dairy farm his parents were dairy farmers and so he's coming from you know that kind of background so he didn't grow up vegan or anything Mm. but when he did the study Um, he concluded that the reason they are healthy as they are is because of what they ate. And basically, in those areas, they're more or less vegan, the diet that they have. And then a couple of other doctors did a similar study, same again, in rural parts of China, independently of T. Colin Campbell, and they came to the same conclusion. Mm. So one of the statistics that um, he mentions, and I I don't know it verbatim, but I'm gonna paraphrase is if you're a vegetarian if you're a meat eater, I think it's something like 70% of the food that you eat is is likely to have saturated fat. Mm. If you're a vegetarian, the figure is actually exactly the same. But if you're a vegan, that drops to about 30-something percent. Almost a half. So okay. vegetarian, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So when when they I I heard that statistic, I thought, oh, yeah. because what I thought I was achieving from being a vegetarian, I wasn't. So I thought, okay, I need to make that change. Oh, that's um, yeah. which I I have. Okay, that is. That's not to say you can't eat a load of junk if you're vegan, because that's the other misconception. A lot of people think that everything, all food that is vegan, is healthy. Because one of my cousins, she said, oh, well if you eat vegan food, all vegan food must be quite healthy. I went, well, no. If you have chips or fries, as they call it in the U.S., Mm -hmm. fried in vegetable oil, there's nothing healthy about that. (laughs) And she went, oh, I said, but it is vegan.
0: Yeah, it loses all the value because of all the oil and frying and kills everything, I assume, right? I mean, it's just a potato, but it's not a potato with a oil. Well, it's
1: deep fried. It's deep fried, so once you deep fry it, mm, well, you know, I'd struggle to to say that that's
0: healthy. Right, right, right. Okay, that makes that makes sense. So, okay, so that's why you started the vegan journey. So, uh, how did you go about? You know, when you wanted to start cooking classes and your shows, what was your journey like? Just to those who may be thinking about making the switch from vegetarian to vegan or even pursuing um cooking or culinary skill and vegan vegan skill. Can you tell your story just a little bit about how how that how that process looked and went after you came to the d- determination that okay, I'm gonna be a vegan chef now.
1: Okay. So for people, first of all, for people who want to make the switch, I get asked that question all the mm-hmm. time. So my um advice is make the switch slowly. Mm-hmm. Because some people, I mean, it works for some people, but most people it doesn't. Some people say, okay, from today going forward, I shall never eat any meat, fish, or dairy, or honey, or eggs ever again, blah, blah, blah. And then Make a long <laughs> they're going to fall off the wagon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. then they stop eating all of those mm-hmm. things. But it's, it's too drastic a change. So I would say to people, think of one meal that you want to have as v- your first kind of vegan transition. So say, for example, you're going to pick breakfast or even if you want to be even less drastic snacks, start eating only vegan snacks for a week or two, then add on to that breakfast. And then over a week or two, you have vegan snacks, vegan breakfast, and then progress from there. So you're doing it gradually. And as you find vegan meals and snacks that you like, keep it in a folder Because what's going to happen is you're going to think, oh, I need to eat something. And now that I'm vegan, I don't know what to have. But if you have a folder, you can refer back and go, actually, yeah, I really liked that, Mm. you know, whatever Mm -hmm. vegan meal you had. I I remember I had smashed avocado on toast with sprinkle of little chili flakes. And you think, oh, yeah, I can have that for breakfast again. And I think, so keep like a diary. So I say to do it um, gradually. So for myself in getting involved in vegan cooking, it's kind of a, unusual-ish story. I'm from, I was born and raised in London, but um, some years ago I had the opportunity to be a news anchor in America for a while. So while I was there as a news anchor, there was another um, TV channel that's, that invited me to come and present and host their cooking, some cooking shows for them. But at the time I wasn't able to because I was only in the US for a certain amount of time and with um, visas and so forth, I wasn't able to stay. So I came back and I kind of didn't think about it much more. Then once um, I, when I wrote my first cookbook and had it published, then I thought, oh, because I'd I'd been collating so many recipes, I thought this I might as well just make this into a book. So mm-hmm. I made it into a book, managed to get a small publishing deal at the time. And once I had the book, I thought, right, I've got the book, but how can I let people know it's here? Right. So then I remembered that they'd invited me through ABN TV in West Frankfurt, Illinois. They had said to me, we would like you to come to do some cooking shows. So I thought, actually, let me contact them, see what they say. So I emailed them, said, hi, do you remember me? You would invited me to come. I've just written a cookbook, blah, blah, blah. And they emailed back and said, great, get on a plane. So (laughs) I went and I recorded shows. So I'd fly in, record shows back to back, uh, and then fly back home so I did that for about I think four years and then I s- had a break and then I was supposed to go last year so but obviously the global pandemic messed that up right. but once this whole pandemic has died down then I'm due to go back to film more shows with them so I filmed quite a um, quite a few shows with them. So yeah, so that's kind of how I got into Mm -hmm. cooking um, on screen. And then I thought, and I'd already had a YouTube channel, and I was doing some cooking um, videos on my YouTube channel. Um, So yeah, so from there, it kind of took off. So, you know, on Insta, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter and so forth as well. And it kind of took off from there. And then now different brands approach me and say, Oh, we have a product. Could you kind of see if you like it? Can you test it? Do a video for us and so forth. So yeah, yeah. So that happens quite
0: a lot. That's pretty nice. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty awesome journey. I mean, I'm glad you stuck with it. Uh I'm quite sure. So over time Thank over you. time I'm quite sure you've grown to enjoy it more, right? I mean, the more you you know, you do it, you more of a passion you get for it, I would assume, right?
1: Yes, definitely.
0: It's sounds like a lot of effort and time that you put into it, which is great. Um, I never, I've always thought about writing a book, but I'm just a little afraid of the process. You know, I have no. the you know, book is like, I think it's like, just too much for me. So I applaud you on making a book. Uh, definitely give it a read and a shout out Thank to you. the show as well. Um, so as a cook. What are some of either your favorite or you know others' favorite dishes that you make that are you know something's like a go-to? I guess you would say uh, as far as on the vegan cuisine. What are some of your go-to uh, meals or or appetizers? Any you know any any type of foods that you make that would be you know you consider like a go-to one of your top dishes?
1: Okay, well, one my absolute favorite dish for me to eat is called stew peas and rice now it's called stew peas but it's actually a vegan version of a jamaican dish Mm -hmm. which is made with kidney beans cooked in um, coconut milk with garlic onion fresh thyme and so forth and you pour that boil that down and you put in these little dumplings which are called spinners so it's like a little skinny dumpling and you serve that with um, plain white rice and plantain. So that is my absolute favorite um, things to eat. Thank <laughs> you. Other things I like to cook. I like cornmeal pudding, mm-hmm. which is another Jamaican favorite. But I've learned to make it with less sugar because the traditional one has a ton of sugar in it. But I actually learned to make it using dates. And then the topping has sugar, but it's, it's like so much less, but it still tastes really nice. Mm-hmm. But I also have some favorites of my own creations like apple, mango, and pineapple crumble. Mm, that I great. love that. that really good. <laughs> I also, thank you. Thank you. I also make um, um, curried red lentil and sweet potato bake as well, and um, planting cups with ackee filling um aki for those who are not familiar with it you probably have to google it is spelled a c k e e it's kind of it's a fruit but it's eaten like a vegetable pretty much like a tomato is a fruit but it's eaten like a vegetable Mm -hmm. so it has a very subtle flavor um but i Mm -hmm. i cook those and and put it into a planting cup so i cook the the in and then bake it into like a bun tin so it forms like a cup shape and then put the cooked aki inside of it so those are some of my my go-tos I mean I like to try out lots of different recipes all the time Um, last week I tried katsu curry I mean I've had it before but I hadn't cooked it before Mm -hmm. and I thought oh this is kind of quite different because it's it's not an Asian curry it's a Japanese Mm -hmm. um, curry so it's quite different the cooking method and what they include in it so yeah I like to try new things all the time
0: Sweet, sweet. That's pretty cool. So what type of seasonings do you use? Do you feel like uh, since you've made a transition from vegetarian to vegan, do you have to incorporate more seasoning, less seasoning? Or what are some of your specific seasons that you may use, you know, to give it? Because a lot of people say, uh, I'm quite under being devil's advocate here. A lot of people say, you know, that when they want to eat something vegetarian or vegan, they want that meaty, they want it to mimic meat. You know, they still want to have that texture of meat and somewhat of the flavor, you know, of meat. So what are some of the things you do to make up for that gap as far as seasoning or less seasoning, more seasoning, or just the same? Uh, what are some of your tricks and of the trade to uh, answer those type of people that say those type of things?
1: So when people say, oh, i I Basically, you're saying that, that people find, some people find vegan food bland. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is some people, when they're cooking a vegan dish, don't think that they need the same amount of seasoning as you would if it's meat or fish. Mm-hmm. So this is what I advise um, cooks who are not vegan. If they're making a dish, I said the same way you would season the meat the same way you would season the, the the non-meat dish as well. go in the cupboard and pull out all the same. So my my favorite um, seasonings that I use a lot I use I like to use wet seasoning so wet seasoning is is freshly ground. It's a mixture of freshly ground it's garlic, um, onion, tomato thyme um, there's a teeny bit of brown sugar in it um skellion or green onions and things like that so that forms a wet seasoning so that gives it a nice fresh kind of flavor Mm -hmm. and then with dry seasonings one of some of my favorites are seasonal or all-purpose seasoning Mm -hmm. that's really nice um i use bragg's amino acid which is kind of like a healthy version of soy sauce um tomato puree, got you know, all of these things I love to use. And I love curry powder. I love curry.
0: Curry. That's yeah, funny. you said you said a few uh, uh yeah. inspired, Jamaican inspired dishes, which I I, I was waiting to you say curry. Yes. I said you gotta say curry, right? <laughs> um Yeah. So what about what about the what about desserts? Do you do desserts as well?
1: Yes. Um as I said, the apple, mango, and pineapple crumble. Mm-hmm. funny you should say that. My best performing video on youtube is how to make a vegan sponge cake Mm. and i'll be honest with you if somebody said this is going to be your best performing video (laughs) i'd say (laughs) no nothing wrong with the video but i would have thought it would be something something i I don't even know (laughs) yeah something um but yeah i think it's over a quarter of a million um views which is great that's awesome yeah so yeah, that I think that and a couple of others are dri- driving the whole channel at the moment. But I'm just about to make an updated version of it. But yeah, so that dessert I like and the, the cornmeal pudding. I like um, sticky toffee pudding. My I've got three sisters, one older sister and two younger. And one of my younger sisters, Claudia... She's not vegan, but when we have family gatherings, she will make the dessert vegan so that I can have it as well, which is really great. I'm blessed to have a family who um, bear in mind my dietary requirements when it comes to family gatherings. So I'm kind of very blessed in that way. So she's learned to make sticky toffee pudding that's vegan, and she's got her non vegan friends to try it, and they're like, I can't taste the difference. (laughs) they say i can't taste it so she does a a mean sticky toffee pudding other desserts i like to make i like i like um apple crumble as well i like um brownies chocolate cake um i have a sweet tooth so (laughs) pretty much most (laughs) jam sponge i'm really trying to cut down on the sugar it's not working too well but I'm, (laughs) i'm working on it um yeah.
0: at least you're honest with yourself you know yeah. hey, you're trying at least you're conscious of it.
1: yeah yeah I need to... <laughs> but i'm good because i don't have much added sugar because i i don't have like soda or, or soft drink
0: process, process only sugar. on the weekend mm-hmm.
1: yeah all of that yeah so during the week the only drink i will have is water i like sparkling water or just still water is fine but I wouldn't have like um fruit juice during the week I would only have that on the weekend
0: okay
1: and that's it so I do keep the sugar to a minimum but yeah so desserts wise yeah I I love cupcakes I I (laughs) I don't know if I wasn't a health conscious person I'd be huge
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, they, that sounds delicious. I, that's one thing I do struggle with. I'd, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'd have to come through the door. I'd have to come through the door sideways. Like sideways.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I mean, I can't lie. I mean, I like desserts and stuff too. And just the struggle of talking about all these good things is they're not right in front of me. So I'm like, hmm, I'm just like closing my eyes and listening to you dis- describe these these dishes. I'm like, oh, my God, it sounds delicious. but. I'll just hold off. I'll keep keep it keep it about you in the interview, but not my uh, my hunger talking about these things. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so as far as your business, what is you know for the people out there, um, and you know your brand or your business, what are some of the things that you know in the near future that you look forward to as far as progress? Of course, when COVID and everything gets you know uh, settled or you know when we can get somewhat normalized again in the world just what are some of the things that you look forward to in the future accomplishing with you know with what you're doing right now
1: I'll be honest with you since the global pandemic I I had um my book my current book cooking with kids which is a vegan cookbook for kids and parents that was published in November 2019 so I was on a book tour So I had all these dates, I was supposed to fly to different countries and these different vegan festivals across the UK and blah, all of that great stuff. But then come the global pandemic, the busy schedule went to zero. So the publishing, the publishers just rang and went nothing's gonna happen. (laughs) Absolutely. They said one or two online and that's it. So I just spoke to them yesterday. So that are things are gonna start to pick up. But it's it's gonna be still more online stuff. So I did um I was supposed to be doing all this great stuff with the book and then the global pandemic came so it ground to a halt. Mm -hmm. But other things emerged that had there not been a global pandemic, I wouldn't have thought right what else can I focus on so last year I think either June or July um my series on Amazon Prime Curly Sue's Global Kitchen was um broadcast um for the first time so it's still on there now okay. so that was really amazing to have that um because I can google my I can do put my name Curly Sue in the search on Amazon now and uh, ah, there's me kind of cool. thing. So it's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Amazon. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so
0: yeah, so that thank
1: you. So that has emerged, and I'm um in negotiations with a I can't really say who and okay, what so, so um, cool. yet. Cool. That's
0: cool. Um,
1: but I'm in talks with another major global media platform for a new series. Sweet. So that has been amazing. so yeah, that that that's been great. But in addition to that, I've been doing lots of cooking demos for different organizations. Churches, schools, corporate companies for different brands and so forth. So I'll do a cooking session and it's quite an interactive, fun cooking session. So it's not just me going two cups of this, three cups Mm -hmm. of that, follow along. No, it's more (laughs) interactive. So I ask them questions and there's a little quiz. They can win prizes and stuff like that. So it's a fun event as well. So I've been doing quite a few of those as well. So those are really fun to do. I like, I like doing those. I don't know when the global pandemic will finish completely Mm -hmm. if I was to guess I'm saying towards the end of this year 2021 if anything Mm -hmm. so I don't know but I just think you know I don't know what's happening in the future but I just make use of the opportunities that I can make use of now I can't travel travel is one of my passions I love to travel to different countries it was weird that last year was the first time in I don't even know how many years that I haven't been out of the UK. But, yeah, it was weird. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. What's happening? <laughs> kind of thing. No, I wanted to go anywhere during the pandemic. I'm like, nah, no, nah, I'm good. But, yeah, I'll, I'll stay home. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's there's still still lots of opportunities. It gives you time to do other things and to, you have to kind of always be uh, evolving and thinking of what other things can I do. Um, You have to move with the times. And at at this time, we are in the situation that we're in. So you have to think, right, what happens now? So I have a radio show, um, a radio station approached me and said, we'd like you to do a radio show temporarily just record 15 shows so I thought okay that's fine it's just until such and such a time Mm -hmm. it was only for a few months Mm -hmm. so after I'd recorded the the shows I said okay is that the end of it now because it was just a fill in I thought I thought it was just a fill in they were like and they their response was what I said well you said 15 shows and I've recorded 15 they said no 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 keep making them (laughs) i said don't stop making them making them like oh okay so the gig hasn't finished that's fine so i'm doing that as well and maybe if if i was if it wasn't during this pandemic i wouldn't have had the time to do the radio show and it's 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 great it's great yeah so i'm on advantage radio london which is on all the the usual places you find um it's on DAB radio and all of that, and um, I'm on every Sunday at twelve noon. So yeah,
0: twelve noon. UK, it's been 12, great. Twelve noon UK time, right?
1: Twelve, 12, 12 noon UK time. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because I have listeners. I have 10. listeners
0: everywhere, so I'm just making sure that nobody says, oh, yeah. I "Listen, and, yeah, uh, you, know, you know how people are."
1: <laughs> yeah. So Adventist Radio London, twelve noon UK time, and Sweet. whatever time it is Sweet. where you are in the world
0: that's something to look forward to um so i'm not sure you know much much about my show because it's, it's fairly i'm still fairly new into the podcasting game um but it's the first versatility, okay. versatility of my show is you no know, speaking about you know a lot of different things i don't have a specific target audience you know age or anything like that because i show versatility and talking about uh different topics and, and whatnot and i <clears throat> i started this in efforts to eventually start a nonprofit organization for unfortunate children to be able to travel. So you did mention travel. And I usually towards the mm-hmm. towards the end of the show, I may ask my guests, but since you brought it up and, I, you know, my mind flutters everywhere, um, we each show we ask our guests to give a travel suggestion. Um, just for those out there, because a lot of people don't travel. Like I, I travel a lot, and I've, I've heard it. Like you, 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 I feel like you. Like I can't go anywhere. I can't go anywhere. So I'm trying to promote through our voices uh, different places in the world. It, ha- it can be anywhere, just that you've been and a little bit about it. You know that that made it unique. That you, that you would recommend it for those out there who don't travel, so they can know that people do travel. All aspects of life, all ways of life, that we do travel. And some of the perks and, you know, good things about, you know, going different places.
1: Well, you've asked the right person because I've been to 46 different countries in the world. And people say, say, oh, that's loads. I say, well, there's 208 countries recognized by the UN. So I've still got a way to go. So, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, so... The number one country, my country of origin is Jamaica. So I'm always going to fly the flag and say, you have to go to Jamaica. Why? Jamaica is, the other name for Jamaica is the land of wood and water. It's got lots of beautiful waterfalls. It's very green. There's a lot of trees and bushes and plants and it's very green. The people are really friendly and helpful. And I mean, it's a very community kind of spirit. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll help you. No problem. They're they're really um, generous in that way. There's so much to do. I mean, I usually go to Jamaica every year and I still haven't done everything there is to do. There's so much to do, apart from all the lovely beaches and eat all the fruit there's so many different fruits as well i'd say when you go there try all the different fruits any fruit you don't recognize try it because it's (laughs) it's amazing i can see why the kids there eat a lot of yeah i can see why kids there don't eat a lot of sweets like they do in other countries because the fruits are just amazing there's so many um there's so many places to visit like duns river falls um There is the luminous tour. Now, the luminous tour is is, is a really unusual thing. It's done at night just as it's getting dark and you go out in a boat and there's a certain area in Jamaica. I think it's in Falmouth where there's these little organisms in the water, little kind of little tiny little creatures that light up. So it's really strange. You're like, oh, wow. So it's it's called the Luminous Tour because it's like the water's illuminated with all these little – it's kind of like fireflies in the water, but it's not fireflies. So it looks like that. That is an amazing one to go on. Um, There's also – so many things. Let me think. There's the Bob Marley Experience, which is in Montego Bay. Montego Bay, in, in general, has a lot a lot of things to offer. There's also a museum in Sam Sharp Square in Montego Bay, and it tells you about the history of Jamaica. And there's lots of artifacts. So it goes back right to the beginning of when um, people were brought to Jamaica as enslaved people, mm-hmm. and what happened? How it ended? And it was quite interesting because it, you you find out that because of the uprising, basically on a certain day, all of the the enslaved people thought, right, we're not having this, and they burnt down most of the um, uh, planta- Slave plantations. Wow. So I thought, wow, mm-hmm. we don't we don't joke. <laughs> okay. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So there's 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 that those where you've got to go to a patty shop patties it's like a pastry with filling meat you can get meat ones you can get vegetable ones you can get fish ones i love the the vegetable ones you got to go to a patty shop um the the shopping is quite um nice as well Mm -hmm. um there's just so many things so many things to do um shopping in the craft go to the craft market and see different arts and crafts so anyway that's jamaica other countries, I would recommend. I would say come to London. Yeah, uh, yeah obviously not now. Not but, right now, but, you yeah, know. In the future, not today. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> yeah, in the future. There's a lot of stuff to do in London. There's a London Eye. There's obviously Buckingham Palace. There's um, lots of lots of different things to do. Also, London it, culturally, it's a melting pot. There's lots of different people of different cultures who live in London. So you have Chinatown, you have an Asian area, you have the Caribbean area. I mean, everybody lives together. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot to see and do. There's Madame Tussauds, the planetarium, all sorts of different things in the UK to see and do. Really good.
0: Well, definitely. Um, awesome.
1: other Other country I went to that I thought was amazing was the Dominican Republic.
0: Oh, okay. How was that?
1: Yeah, so there's there's two countries with a very similar name. So let me specify. There's Dominica, which is um, one country, and then there's the Dominican Republic. Now, Dominican Republic is a Spanish-speaking country, mm-hmm. and it's on the same piece of land as Haiti. So the Dominican Republic, I went there not last year, the year before,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was, a, it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, first time I've been to a, a country where, Majority of people are mixed, mixed race. Mm -hmm. So a mixture of um, African, um, Hispanic and Indian, I think it's what they're they're, um, all mixed together. So that that was quite interesting. They're really friendly, lovely. I speak some Spanish, so that was that was fine. Um, And obviously you have to go to New York. You have to go to America and shop. <laughs> if you don't, then you're missing
0: out. Uh, New Yorkers, you really, have to. Yeah, you have New York to. is kind of another hotspot for the COVID, so I guess that's for the future. Yeah, future, yeah, not now. It's not now. Yeah, I, I hopes that everything returns. Yeah, that is so cool. I, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I that you travel so many places. That's just so dope. That's, I mean, I, I strive to get there as well. Um, I'm, I'm in the military, so I have traveled uh, to some cool places, but. I've never been to Jamaica and like, you just hyped me up about Jamaica. I really want to go now. <laughs> I really want to go to Jamaica now.
1: Oh yeah. You have to go, you have to go, you have to go and you have to eat some cane, some sugar cane
0: yeah, that sounds...
1: and stuff as well. And mangoes. Of course you have to have mangoes. That's my
0: favorite fruit. So I'm going to get that regardless. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So and never, never buy one mango. It's not enough. Buy a bag of them and sit there and eat the whole lot. That's,
0: that's, that's a must do. That sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. Um, so this is like our last little segment of the show. You know, I'm, it's also about you, but we try to have a little bit of fun. Um, so I asked, uh, some, would you rather questions? They just kind of random questions. Just, it's all in good fun okay. to ask you. Um, you know, cause I try I do try to have fun. Uh, it's about the business, but it's also about, you know, having a personality and all that cool stuff too. So. Um, okay. And I'm getting hungry mm-hmm. talking about all this food in these places, and I'm stuck in quarantine, and I <laughs> okay. don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> so, uh, okay, I'll just ask you a few, and it's just they, they're kind of everywhere, so nothing super crazy or personal or anything like that. So,
1: okay, all right.
0: would you rather eat only Italian style food or authentic Mexican style food for an entire year? Mexican. And why?
1: I've tried both and I prefer Mexican because I find the flavors bolder. I like Italian food, but the flavors are nice, but not quite bold enough for me. So Mexican, yeah, is my preference Mm. of the two.
0: Okay. I think uh, I I agree there. Well, I live in Italy, so I'm kind of tired of pasta, gelato and pizza. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean it's 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 great. I'm not saying like it's not like not good, but it's it's just you know I'm I've had it an insanely huge amount, so I probably would like Mexican too because I like avocados. Avocados are one of my like I guess secret favorite, yeah. secret favorites that I uh, yeah. don't give enough uh, credit to. So your next would you rather? It's only three. Your next would you rather? Would you rather have an unwavering willpower? Or a high IQ?
1: High IQ. And why? Because you can use the IQ to find out how to get (laughs) the unwavering willpower (laughs) anyway.
0: You say you'd be smart smart enough to figure everything out anyway, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, knowledge is power. That's why. I mean, my parents brought myself and my sisters up to, to, you know, always and the same being a center of is they're pro education, educate yourself, learn and grow. So, right, yeah.
0: Right. Okay. So the last okay. one is, would you rather lose your ability, ability to concentrate or lose your ability to be creative? Hmm, that's a good one. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a good one.
1: I, I'd I always have to be able to concentrate.
0: Concentration? Concentration, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I would rather lose the ability to, to be creative because you have to you, – you can't – I wouldn't want to lose the ability to concentrate. So with the ability to concentrate, I'd be able to concentrate on getting inspiration for creativity – that I don't l no longer had,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah, I'd keep the ability to concentrate.
0: I think I agree with you. On that. Although I do, C- being creative yeah. is cool, but I mean, if you can't focus, like your creativity is going to be stalled. I believe you know. i like, I think yeah. like it yeah, won't be yeah. as creative like, if you can't focus. You know, you have to focus. Co- co- I see concentration is focus, and I think better products come out when you con- concentrate. Yeah. On them. So thank you. That was just you know picking your Absolutely. picking your brain a little bit. I always. Find three random questions. Sometimes they're about crazy stuff like baboon versus elephant or something like that. But you got pretty good ones. So I, I kind of just do random, uh, <laughs> random questions for folks. So, okay, um, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I would like to have you on the future on the show in the future to collaborate with some other vegan. Uh, I, I also do know some other vegan uh, cooks and things like that. They don't specifically do the same things you do. Just to see, you know, just to hear. No different uh, perspectives from different folks. Um, Your story is very amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very unique. It's amazing. Thank you. Um, You know how to make someone hungry (laughs) by describing all those great things that you do Mm -hmm. with food as well. Um, And I appreciate you for giving your time. Uh, And you know, it was was a great conversation. A really great conversation. I really appreciate it. And I, I think that. It's like it's like maybe one of one of two or three conversations because there's so many other questions that I can ask. You no know, time constraints, of course. Um, but. How do uh, you know this part is, is how do you want to be reached? How can you be viewed? Um, you know, how can we follow you? You know, that, that, that's that. This is that one shout out. where you tell us all of these amazing things you do, how we can be a part and see those things. How can we support you? Um, you go right ahead.
1: Right. I'm on Facebook. Right. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On Facebook, it's Curly Sue's Kitchen. Curly spelt K-I-R-L-Y. So Curly Sue's Kitchen. So Facebook, Twitter, at Curly Sue Kitchen. Instagram, at Curly Sue's Kitchen. YouTube it's Curly Sue so Curly K I R L Y and Sue and please check out my series Curly Sue's plant-based um sorry Curly Sue's global kitchen which is on Amazon in the UK and the USA and it will be available in other countries as soon as Amazon allows it right. to be <laughs> what the criteria is for that I don't, I
0: don't me know, either. <laughs> I don't know either. so we can also <laughs> we can also find your books on Amazon as well
1: um, yeah, I've got books on Amazon, but the main book, the Cooking with Kids is on my website. So my website is Curly Sue's Kitchen, um, www.curlysueskitchen.co.uk, because I'm in the UK. And you can go on there and get my book. Yeah, the cookbook for kids. So, and parents, although having said that, there's a lot of adults who buy it who haven't even got any kids, but they say, right, I'm new to vegan cooking, so let me start with a kid's book. So, so even if you're not a kid, you can still buy
0: it. So did you make the question, did you make the recipes kind of simple because they're for kids? Is that, is that why you kind of name it for kids? So, so something that they would be confident in making? Is that why you kind of, like it's beginners cooking? Is that why you chose it for kids?
1: Yeah, it's, 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 um, well, the reason, yeah, the recipes are suitable for children because it's not necessarily um, that the the flavors are plainer necessarily, not at all. Okay, But the recipes are simple enough. So it's ingredients you can find almost anywhere in the world. And it's recipes that parents can get the kids to cook along with them.
0: Okay, So
1: okay. it's okay. helping the kids to kind of develop that life skill of cooking.
0: As well. Nice, nice. So all of my vegan friends out there and vegan followers out there, which I should have a lot because I grew up with a lot of vegan folks. Please go out and support Curly Sue and give a look out to her website. As you can see, she is very, very well versed in what she does. Um, like everyone else, you know, the pandemic, maybe I slowed up a little bit of progress, but it sounds like she's doing some amazing things and she's ambitious. She has a lot of drive, mm-hmm. and uh, I always support those, you know, who are positively communi- uh, contributing to the world. Um, that's one thing that I, I'm always about. You know, I, I like to joke and clown and stuff like that, too, but I love to get guests who I feel. When I read your story, it was just like, oh, man, this is pretty cool. Um, it's pretty inspiring. And during these, t- during these times of a pandemic, you know, you want to get your voice out there, how small or big it is, to let, you know, people just... Going crazy in the house, kids that don't know what they're gonna do with their life. Go learn how to do something, you know. Go cook a dish or go support somebody because support is free. So for the most part. Um, so uh, mm-hmm. thank you so much. You are a delightful guest. Um, I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh no problem at all. I look forward to following you and seeing what you're doing in the future. And hopefully, COVID is done after 2021 in 2022 we'll see you on the big billboard doing even more and I can you know maybe come to UK and you know see you or something like that you know that would be pretty cool Sure. so thank you for all the information Um, thank you for all your time Uh, if you have any closing remarks this is the time now where you know you can just say whatever's on your mind closing remarks I always let the guests uh, close the show
1: so I always say eat good, eat clean, eat blessed and stay safe Stay safe? Yes.
0: Okay. Well, you all heard it from the horse's mouth. There we go. And uh, tune in uh, next week, guys. Uh, thank you all for joining. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Please leave an honest review, subscribe, and share. Listen to us on all platforms. Follow us and ask questions on Twitter at Marquise Podcast Mailbag. Follow us on IG at Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. And like our Facebook page, Flavor In Your Ear Podcast.